0: This is the fourth Sunday in our series, He Shall Be Called. We've been looking at Isaiah chapter 9 and the four names that Isaiah gives to the Messiah. And not just to the names and what they mean, but how do they apply to us in December of 2014. Here's what Isaiah says, Isaiah 9:6. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The first week, we looked at Wonderful Counselor, the idea that Messiah's kingdom has the answer to the world's confusion. The second week, we looked at Mighty God and this wonderful promise that not only is God willing, but God is able to do for us what we need in our lives. Everlasting Father, last week we looked at in Messiah's government, he's going to rule as a fatherly ruler. And I just want to tell you, if you've missed any of those, they're available on our website and you can go there at www.clarksburgbaptistchurch.com if you'd like to hear any of the others. Today we look at Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace, in a nutshell, is this. In Messiah's kingdom, there is no conflict. In Messiah's kingdom, there is no conflict. And most of us just went, really? Isaiah calls Jesus the Messiah, the Prince of Peace. At his birth, the angels proclaim peace on earth. So how do you reconcile that with the fact that over 2,000 years later, the world is anything but peaceful? Not just in events around the world, but even closer to home and even closer to our own hearts and the turmoil that we deal with daily. After the Civil War had raged on for quite some time, there was a writer who penned a carol. It's not one that we sing very often, but it just expressed, if nothing else, his frustration, with the fact that peace on earth was so elusive, And he wrote, Then in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Hate is indeed strong, and hate indeed mocks the song of peace on earth. You look around the world and the rise of ISIS and other terrorist organizations and the terrorist acts that seem to go on daily around the world. Look at shooting sprees. One not too long ago in Morgantown, one even more recent uh, in Philadelphia, where for no apparent reason, some guy goes on a shooting spree and, and kills people. You Look at the situation in New York just this weekend. You look at the civil unrest in places like Ferguson, Missouri. But then in more personal ways, you have husbands and wives and children and parents seemingly at war with each other on a daily basis that shatters any kind of peace that you might have at home. And then you have daily struggles with finances and health and stress at work and all of those things that create inner turmoil. Even in the religious community. Even among those who sing and shout at the top of their lungs, peace on earth, have trouble dealing with their fellow believers. And even in some churches, there's anything but peace on earth this time of year. So again, the question, how do you begin to reconcile the claim that Jesus, the Messiah, is the Prince of Peace with the fact that everywhere you look, around the world and right here at home and in your home even, you find anything but peace. Well, I guess it would start with your definition of peace. What is your definition of peace? When you think about Jesus the Messiah as the Prince of Peace, is he the Prince of a period of time where there is no war? Is he the Prince of tranquility? Is he the Prince of freedom from civil disturbance? Is he the Prince of order within a community? Is he the prince of freedom from trouble or stress? Is he the prince of harmony in personal relationship? Or is he a combination of the above? But the absence of war and physical safety and tranquility and political harmony don't necessarily illustrate the kind of peace that Jesus, the Messiah, the Prince of Peace, came to bring. Here's what Jesus said in John 14. Speaking to his disciples, he said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. The Hebrew word for peace, you've heard it before, it's shalom. And it means an appearance of calm and tranquility. The Greek word that you find in the New Testament Eirene means unity and accord, and Paul uses that word when he talks about that kind of of unity uh, that's the objective of of the New Testament church. But there's really a deeper meaning that we're going to talk about today. Here's the deal. The Bible says that all of us have sinned. The Bible says we have all sinned. The Bible describes us in our natural state as lost in sin. But the really dangerous part of that, because I hear people make a joke, I'm a sinner, I don't care. The, the danger in that is that makes you an enemy of God. Our our sin, the fact that we are lost in our sin makes us an enemy of God. And we're doomed. We are doomed without hope because there is no way that we can reconcile that ourselves. But something takes an unexpected twist. And what happens is even though we are sinners, even though we are lost in our sins, God, who is the injured party, takes the initiative. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners... Christ died for us. And because of Christ's sacrifice, we restored into a relationship, a relationship of peace with God. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord. Has done for us. Christ satisfies God's judgment and allows God to pardon us and to save us. And we who were enemies of God, we're certainly God's friends, but we are more than friends. The Bible calls us His children. Going from enemies of God to His children. Because of what Christ has done for us. There's no more hostility. There's not that sin that's blocking that relationship with him. Peace with God is only possible because Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, paid the price for our sins on the cross. And here's the amazing fact of all this. This is the work of God. Nowhere in Scripture... Nowhere in Scripture does man reconcile himself to God. God is the one. The injured party who takes the initiative to reconcile us to himself. There's no way we could do that on our own. But God takes the initiative, and God is the one who makes it happen. So when the Bible tells us to be reconciled to God, the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, has paid the price. And what we have to do is to gratefully accept the gift and accept the reconciliation that has already been made possible for us through Christ. Remember I said at the start that in Messiah's kingdom, there is no conflict What that means is in Messiah's kingdom, we have no conflict with God, nor he with us. And here's the main point of all of this. And here's what you need to remember when you hear the term Prince of Peace, is that the Prince of Peace makes it possible to have peace with God. The Prince of Peace makes it possible to have peace with God. And it's a real and it's an abiding peace that cannot be taken away. Listen to what Jesus says in John 10. Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My friends, that is real peace. To know that you are loved by God, to know that Jesus has paid the price for your sins, to know that you can be reconciled to God because of what Christ has done and to know that you have the assurance that goes with that. He says, my sheep hear my voice, but he says, I give them eternal life. They will never perish and no one, no one will snatch them out of my hand. But here's something else you need to remember. Without this peace you will find peace nowhere else. You say you want peace in your home. You say you want peace in your job. You say you want peace on earth. You want peace around the world. You you say you want all of these things. Unless you have peace with God, unless you take care of that first, you will never truly experience peace anywhere else. It will not happen. Why is there no global peace? It's not just because the diplomats are not doing their job. Why is there no peace in our communities? It's not just because of economic inequality or lack of opportunity. Why is there no peace in your family? It's not just because he won't quit drinking. Why is there no peace in your finances? It's not just because you don't have a good enough job. Why is there no peace in your life and it's not just because you can't catch a break? Here's the point in all of this. If you ever want to experience peace in any of those areas, you have to start with that peace with God, with that relationship with Him it doesn't mean that all of these things are going to suddenly automatically just change in an instant. Your relationship with God will. But we're going to talk about how that peace with God affects these other areas in your life a little bit. But this is a peace that you can find no other way. No other way. need to remember this. The world cannot achieve or provide peace because it cannot deal with the problem of sin. And any peace that you think you have found apart from peace with God is superficial or artificial or at best is temporary. Isaiah says something interesting. It's actually the the verse right before the, the one that we talked about when we lit the advent candle. Isaiah 57 20 says, But those who still reject me Are like the restless sea, which is never still, but continually churns up mud and dirt. So you found peace with God. So, how does peace with God affect the other areas of my life? Well, one thing you need to understand is that peaceful does not mean easy, Jesus didn't promise easy. But Jesus did promise help. In fact, Jesus said that you will have trouble. He didn't deny it. He didn't sugarcoat it. He said, you're going to have trouble. But he also provides help for us in our trouble. And if we call on him, he'll give us that peace that the Bible talks about that is beyond any comprehension A peace that will come in and will guard our hearts and will guard our minds. And it's not dependent on our ability to deal with a situation. Also, peace comes from trusting God rather than our ability to understand. Once you have peace with God, peace in other areas of your life comes from your ability to trust God. It doesn't come from your ability to understand You know, sometimes we don't understand, and sometimes there are things we can't understand. But our peace in the trials of life comes from our confidence, from our trust in the character of God, but also in His ability. We have a peace because we know that God is bigger than any circumstance we can find ourselves in. We have peace because we know that God's plan uses the things that we might consider bad to accomplish good things in our lives and the lives of others we have peace because we know that God loves us and we have peace because we trust God not because we understand everything but because we know he's in control and yes there's a day coming there's a day coming when God's peace will flood the earth (sighs) It's a time that not only will bring people together, but animals as well. The the Bible has a wonderful way of speaking of it. It talks about the lion and the lamb laying down together. Isn't that an incredible picture? But it's an incredible picture for us as God's people. The the idea that, that God... One day his peace will flood the earth. And it's a powerful image of what is possible with the peace of God. But that day is not here yet. That day is not here yet. But the knowledge that that day is coming can certainly give us strength and hope and help us to face the trials that we deal with in the present Friends, it is not up to us to understand why or how or what. It's to understand who is in control of everything. And if we have peace with God, then we know who is in control of everything and we can trust Him in any situation to bring a lasting peace to it because He loves us and because we're His children. Because he does want the best for us. This Christmas, the Prince of Peace offers you a wonderful gift, an incredible gift peace with God, something that you could not go out and buy or earn or borrow or steal anywhere. It is a gift that only he can provide, and he offers it to all of us for free. Peace with God and then a peace that we can trust him in every other situation in our lives and he offers it to us free. He says, here it is, accept it, unwrap it, it's yours. I've bought it, I've paid for it. All you have to do is accept it and open it. That's what I want you to do this Christmas. Maybe you've never opened that gift. Maybe you've never known peace with God. You can have that peace through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you'll flag me down when we're done here today, I would be happy to tell you how you can do that. And if I'm busy, I'll send you to somebody else that can tell you. It's a gift that he offers, and it's yours is free. But maybe you've accepted that gift and you've accepted what Christ has done for you. And you know you're a child of God, but you still struggle with peace in other areas of your life. I want you to know that if you you trust God, knowing the Prince of Peace will give you peace in other areas of your life, even if you don't understand why or how or what. God's peace is not dependent on your ability to understand and to figure it out and to work it out on your own strength. I like this quote. It says, he is the ruler, speaking of Jesus, he is the ruler of peace. He is the one who has the authority and power to dispense peace. And this realization Should draw us to him like a magnet. Are you drawn to him today? I hope that you won't leave here today without accepting that wonderful gift of peace with God. Or if you've accepted that gift, I don't want you to leave here today without realizing that you can trust that God that you have peace with to give you peace in other areas of your life as well. Let's pray.